0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 28th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. The Biden administration will soon announce a list of drugs for which the Medicare program will begin truly negotiating prices with the companies that produce them. But it's important to understand the incentives involved for the players. Cato's Michael Cannon comments on this new way of dealing with drug prices. It is difficult for me, at least, to get my head around the notion of Medicare. And pharmaceutical manufacturers negotiating with one another because it seems like an almost entirely one-sided uh, discussion. So, can you characterize like what that what the table looks like where uh, this kind of negotiation takes place?
1: You would think it would be one-sided, but it often is. And it often is, but it's one-sided in the wrong direction. See, the rhetoric around the issue of what should Medicare pay for prescriptions and drugs? What should the prices be? Is, uh, it's very confusing uh, and it creates the impression that Medicare has not been negotiating with drug companies. It has been, it's been negotiating at the level of legislation. And in those negotiations, the drug companies always win. There's lots of evidence, uh, we could cite it, uh, to indicate that Medicare is paying too much for many or most of the prescription drugs that it purchases, and that is because the negotiations within Congress are so one-sided that th- the pharmaceutical industry keeps winning and the taxpayers keep losing. What's happening now, what everyone's calling negotiation, is when the Medicare bureaucrats say to the drug companies, hey, we're buying this drug. But but we think the price is too high, we're going to try to bring this drug price down. There's some hope that they will be able to do that and uh, we'll have to see. But uh, the Inflation Reduction Act gave the bureaucracy the power to name or required them to name up to 10 drugs that they're initially going to try to uh, drive down the prices for. And if the pharmaceutical industry does not play ball, then they have to, well, the law calls them uh, penalties that they have to pay to Medicare. But when you are engaged in a business arrangement with the government, as the drug companies are, and the government says, if you don't play ball, uh, we're going to penalize you, but you still have the freedom to leave those business arrangements to stop taking the government's money, then that's not really a penalty. Really what it is, is it's a reduction in the subsidies that you're getting from the government. So we'll have to see if those, if 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 these new powers that Medicare has, and uh, including the power to reduce the drug company subsidies across the board, unless they participate in these negotiations, are actually going to result in lower drug prices, or are we going to see the same thing at the, the level of the administrative state, the level of the Medicare bureaucracy that we see in? The negotiations within Congress at the statutory level where the pharmaceutical industry just runs the tables.
0: Now, I have to wonder if the government is trying to negotiate for lower prices on prescription drugs. Does that leave the uh, pharma, for lack of a better term? The ability to just raise the price on everybody else who's not participating in Medicare or is not uh, eligible for Medicare?
1: Well, so they could do that right now. I don't think that, th- that what happens within the Medicare program uh, prevents them from pr- whatever the revenue maximizing strategy is outside of the Medicare program. Uh, usually what happens is, and this is one of the reasons we know that Medicare pays too much for drugs, is that... Uh, Medicare will often, and Medicaid does this as well, set up rules for determining how much the government is going to pay that encourage the drug companies to raise prices on private payers. So in the Medicare Part B program, that's Bravo, uh, that's the physician insurance part of Medicare, which pays for drug that physician, drugs that uh, physicians administer in their offices, when the part b program comes up with the the way the part b program comes up with the prices it will pay is it says we will pay 106% of some measure of what the drug companies charge to private payers. Well, the drug companies have a lot of control over what they charge to private payers. And when the government says, we're just going to pay 106% of whatever that is, that, that it creates an incentive for the drug companies to increase the prices they charge to private payers because it means they get more money out of the private payers and they get more money out of the government. And- that is one of the reasons we know that the Medicare program is paying too much for drugs. Uh, also, why we know that the private sector is paying too much for drugs. The Medicare program is setting up these incentives that encourage uh, higher prices. And so, when we're talking about uh, spillover effects or or how um, uh, the Medicare program might affect uh, private sector prices. Uh, there's nothing in this legislation or this new negotiating strategy, I think, that is going to increase the prices that uh, uh, private payers end up paying for drugs.
0: Uh, but there's plenty in existing law that already does that. How do you expect, or if you have any expectations, how this process will affect what physicians recommend or prescribe to Medicare patients?
1: So it might have an effect because the. The way that uh, Medicare pays for those physician-administered drugs, as I said, is the uh, Medicare pays uh, the physician 106% of the price the physician paid. And that payment structure, those pricing rules, create incentives for physicians to pick the most expensive drug in the class you know, of whatever drug they, they want to... Ad- administer the most expensive version because 106% of $10,000 is more than 106% of $1,000. And so there are incentives and there's economic research to show that physicians respond to these incentives to choose the most expensive drug. And if the uh, new Inflation Reduction Act negotiating strategy works... Uh, And eliminate some of those incentives, then physicians might make fewer decisions based on, or or might steer their patients toward those most expensive drugs in class less often than they do now, which could mean that the patients get more effective drugs once you remove that perverse incentive for the physicians to choose the most expensive ones.
0: I can understand why uh, drug companies might not like uh, this negotiating process, and of course, I don't. Like the idea overall of the government negotiating prices over goods that people should be able to just freely uh, buy, I also don't like the intellectual property that's assigned to uh, a lot of these uh, these particular chemicals for a, a time period. But uh, I have to wonder: is is there another country that does this and does it well and does a good job of of engaging in this kind of negotiation with um, drug companies? Well, yes and no. I, I think first we have to recognize what is, where we have to start
1: is what is the optimal price for a given drug or for, for drugs broadly? Economics tells us that optimal price is the price at which the benefit of the last unit of a drug that you to produce and sell is equal to the value. And uh, whatever price gets you there, we call that the market clearing price. Maximizes social welfare, then uh, and in a market system where you have consumers spending their own money and entry, uh, uh, free entry by producers, uh, everybody's self interest will push the 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 market price toward that optimal level. Uh, Drugs are a little bit complicated because there are there are uh, considerations like uh, the public goods aspect of the uh, the research and development that goes into creating new treatments, um, and we have patents, as you alluded, patents to encourage uh, or to try to overcome that public goods problem, but in in a market system, you will have uh, a Generally speaking, self-interest pushing people in uh, or pushing the prices for drugs in the "quote" right direction. When the government is the purchaser of these drugs, when the government heavily subsidizes the people who consume them, the people who prescribe them, then uh, uh, market prices no longer do what they what they do when uh, in the absence of subsidies. And they uh, everybody's self-interest pushes the price higher than it should be. So, uh, so we, that's what happens when Medicare buys drugs. That's what happens when Medicaid buys drugs. And when people are managing these programs, they think, well, okay, we have all these additions that the prices for these drugs are too high. How do we try to get them down? And sh- should we try to mimic market prices? The Medicare program is never going to do that. The British National Health Service is never going to be able to mimic market pr- prices. There's no way the bureaucrats can accumulate all of the information that markets would in, in setting prices, there are some government run health systems that do pay less for drugs than we do in the united states and and, and I think that's also the good because uh, because the optimal price that government should be paying for drugs is zero if you want the prices for drug to be the right prices that maximize social welfare. You have to get the government out of the business of purchasing drugs entirely. That's what I mean when I say the price that they should pay for drugs should be zero, so that you have market mechanisms uh, that are that are determining what those prices are. And so there are countries that do negotiate or uh or, or do a better job of setting lower prices for uh for pharmaceuticals uh, in terms of when the government is purchasing them, closer to the optimal price for government purchases, which is zero dollars. Um, but in the United States, uh, the, 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 the U.S. government, state governments seem uniquely incapable of coming anywhere near that optimal price. They seem the least capable of doing that because
0: drug prices in the United States are so much higher than they are in other countries. I can understand why drug companies would be more interested in being regulated at the legislative level, because uh, then you know who's voting for what, right? And having an administrative agency engage in the regulation, that's at least you know, one more level that's attenuated from your ability to have an influence directly. And so maybe it's you're less sure about how the uh, how the agency is going to react to what you prefer. But what is the within Congress? What is the partisan breakdown here look like?
1: So the Inflation Reduction
0: Act was a Democratic
1: piece of legislation. President Biden signed it into law. They just celebrated its one year anniversary. This is a big achievement in the Democratic Party because, in part, because for the first time, operationalized a goal of theirs that they've been pursuing for decades, which is trying to r- reduce the prices that Medicare pays for prescription drugs. And this is not just that Medicare pays. When Medicare reduces those uh, prices, the prices it sets, uh, that saves enrollees money too. It's most, most of the savings goes to taxpayers, but some of it goes to enrollees because there is some out-of-pocket exposure. So uh, here, what's interesting about this is that means that the, that the Democratic Party, which is usually more interventionist when it, uh, uh, it comes to the economy. They want government to play a stronger role in the economy or uh, uh, and in healthcare in particular, at least that's what the rhetoric of the Democratic and Republican parties would suggest. Here, they are trying to reduce government health spending. They're trying to reduce the burden that the Medicare program imposes on taxpayers by uh, reducing the Uh, excessive prices that Medicare sets and pays for prescription drugs. You would think that Republicans who bill themselves as the party of limited government would be on board with this. You would think they would say, hey, if we do that, maybe we could use the savings to cut taxes. Uh, The Republicans are not doing that at all. The Republicans are uh, uh, opposing this effort, going after it hammer and tongs and uh, aligning themselves with the pharmaceutical industry, which wants more government spending higher prices on prescription drugs. Republicans, of course, don't say that. They say that they want to uh, preserve seniors' access to these drugs. They want to encourage innovation so we have more cures in the future. And there are arguments for this, but it is clear that they are trying to keep uh, 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 Medicare Uh, or they want Medicare to spend more than Democrats do, uh, at least when it comes to this particular policy question. And so you have an interesting sort of role reversal where the self-described party of limited government is trying to keep government spending high and keep taxes high. And the uh, party of um, uh, more government intervention is trying to reduce government spending on these drugs. Now, I should add that... uh, I don't think the Democrats are going to use that savings to reduce the size of government overall. They, When they do this sort of thing, they usually plow those savings into other other government spending or uh, certainly they don't uh, return it to the taxpayers in form of tax cuts. But here on this question, should government spend less on prescription drugs? Uh, they're answering that question correctly. They're saying, yes, it should. Uh, it's a uh, real disappointment. uh, Well, disappointments on both sides, I guess. It's disappointing that the Democrats then don't return that money to uh, taxpayers or leave that money with taxpayers. It's also disappointing that Republicans really completely abandon their limited government principles on this question.
0: Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening.